I'm Christine Gilfillan. I'm the Associate Director at Berks Women in Crisis. Welcome to our story series, The Place You Start. I'm very excited today because my guest is Joan Crater. Joan is retiring this year after 28 years at the shelter at Berks Women in Crisis. Joan is our longest standing employee. As a matter of fact, we're celebrating our 40th anniversary this year and Joan at 28 years is the person who's been with us the longest. So this is her final week in the office and she's checking things off Mm -hmm. one by one. It's my last staff meeting. Well, that's still to come. That's yeah. this is my last public appearance. This is her last public appearance, yes. probably. Um, but I'm really excited to have you here today. And Thank you. I'm sure you must remember how you got involved in the first place. Well, uh, I actually got involved at Berks Women in Crisis. I had a degree in social work, and uh, the cliche is, you know, I wanted to help people, and that's really what I wanted to do. Um, so I got involved because I saw that in the paper and it fit in well. I had small kids at the time and uh, it was a night shift weekend. So I got involved and I never thought it would be a career. I thought it would be just a job, but I, I couldn't come into that job and be face to face with victims and look at it anymore. as just a job. These were not just people you read about in the newspaper anymore or people that you saw on an intake and saw their stories that way. This, these were real people that sometimes just your presence there was a help to them. But I worked night shifts when I first started, and I worked night shift for about 13 years. And I always said that I was going to come back to night shift my last year. I never did because we are at my last year. But I really liked night shift because it was a time where I could really sit with uh, with a victim and sometimes talk three or four hours because it was quiet, the phones weren't ringing, the kids were in bed, and I could really feel like I could get into the heart and soul and really understand what that victim was going through. So that really helped me as I came came on the day shift and I don't have as much time to spend with the residents, but uh, I love my experience on night shift. Hmm. And you had small children how many children? I have seven children. So I have seven children, and uh, they're not small anymore. My youngest <laughs> is 26. I was actually pregnant with my youngest uh, my first couple years working there. Oh, my goodness. So, um, and I, I did parenting groups. I still do them, but I did them from the time I started. And I can remember when I used to get down on my knees and show them that my daughter, Kelsey, is this size. And I would tell them, you know, look, look at your child when you're... When, when you're talking to them, you know, and this is what you should, I would demonstrate. Well, now I can't get down on my knees, and now my child is bigger than I am, so. So what, uh, after all these years, what do you think was your most, your, your most valuable contribution or the thing that you'll leave behind that people will remember? Well, I think two things. Um, one is the staff that I have mentored along the way, and it was so... Uh, just so fulfilling to be able to sit back and watch them grow. And uh, it was quite a, quite a few staff people from the time. I mean, I've been director of the residential services for, for about 14 years now. So I've had some staff under me that I've really seen developed and, and it always was always so excited to see that. But the thing that 
I, I will be remembered for the most and I will remember is the residents. There's no doubt about it that they changed my life. I think I may have done a little along the way to change theirs. I always had an open door policy in my office. It didn't matter what I was doing. I wanted the residents to always feel important because they were, they are. And uh, so to open, allow them to come in anytime that they just wanted to talk or uh, whatever they want to do. Sometimes they just want to come in and tell me a joke or whatever it was. I made the residents the most important. Hmm. Um, every day that I came in and saw a smile on somebody that uh, was crying the day before really would make my day. Mm -hmm. So I think that's probably what I will leave behind and I hope that that my replacement will carry through with that with, with this open door policy. You'll be imparting that to her this week, I'm sure. Yes, when you're I, that was one of the first things I talked to her about today. We ran into someone on the street as we were coming into this building that mm -hmm. you mm -hmm. knew. I think that everywhere you go, mm -hmm. somebody says, Miss Joan, or mm -hmm. calls mm -hmm. your name out. Yeah. So about four years ago, we moved to a new location, a new center, and we doubled the capacity of our safe house. Mm -hmm. how, how did that change? How did moving to the new building, the more public building, and um, doubling the capacity of people we were serving? Well, in our, in our old center, our old building, we had the capacity for 26, and we always had a wait list. There was always people waiting to come in, and we just, we did not have the room to take them. Mm -hmm. So it, it changed in the number of beds that we were able to offer, and uh, moving into that building, and I'll never, for that's one of my greatest moments, moving into that building and bringing the women from our Fifth Street location, which was not in real good shape anymore, was very small, to uh, a brand new building. And we deal with a lot of the underserved population and many of them had never been, never lived in a place that was this nice and it was a shelter. But I kept, it, I mean, they were crying. They were so excited over being able to come to this new building. And uh, I loved it. I, from the first, well, I helped the charrette process, so I helped uh, plan the building and work with the architectures. But, uh, you know, from the moment I walked in, I just loved it because I could see that the residents loved it. That was mm -hmm. so important. One of my things that I love the best is our dining area because everybody can sit together. We can fit 50 people in our dining area. And in the old building, we could fit uh, maybe 10 at a time to eat. They had to eat in shifts or put their plates on their lap to eat. And it's just, mm. it's been, it just really met the needs of the community. Yeah. So what do you think our, you'll be um, happily retired. But what do you think our biggest challenge will be in our shelter in the next five, years or so? I think we're going to outgrow it. I think right now we have wait lists again. Um, so I think that's going to be a challenge. Um, I, I, one of the things that I see coming up that I'm so excited about, and, and I will always be part of BWIC from afar and uh, kind of listen in to what what's going on, but I love the fact that we're going to have a therapist on, on staff. Mm -hmm. uh, we have a lot of uh, residents who uh, 
who have some mental health challenges because of the domestic and sexual violence that they've been through in their life, the trauma that they've been through. So to have a therapist on staff is just phenomenal. Um, having a person to help with health issues. Mm -hmm. It's just, it's something that's so exciting for the agency. I started in this agency when there was about five staff. And uh, 28 years ago, my first, uh, my first welcome to it was to show me where the baseball bat was in case somebody tried to break in. And now soon after that, we got a security system. But, um, but to see the growth in the agency and to see the positive movement in the future, I think the, uh, the hardest thing is going to be just to have residents ever want to leave because it, it's, it's, we're just offering so much to them. So what's next for you after this what's weekend? Next for me? Yeah. I have a book I haven't finished that I started last year, and I'm anxious to get back reading? to reading. I love to read. Um, I'm going to be babysitting. My, uh, How many grandchildren? Oh, I have nine total. I have eight girls, and we just had a little boy two weeks ago. But uh, my son is an educator, and his wife, they both are in the Reading School District, so I'll be babysitting um, a six-year-old, a two-year-old, and a one-year-old. So I'm not sure which job is hardest, the, the job at the <laughs> safe house or the, the babysitting, but I know this is something that, that I've looked forward to doing ever since my kids had grandchildren, being able to, um, to just be able to babysit full-time. So. Yeah. So well, excited. I just want to say we're going to be saying thank you a lot this week and in the future, but I just want to say thank you so much for everything. I've learned so much from you as well. We'll all miss well, you. Thank you. I'll, I'll miss all of you, too. I really will. I miss all of you. And thanks for being on the program today. Thank you for tuning in to The Place You Start. We have guests stopping by each week. Check in again for more stories at berkswomeninincrisis.org. And be sure to like us on Facebook and follow us on YouTube, Instagram, and Twitter.